All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Misfit Nation. Can't believe it's already November. Halloween was a blast last weekend, as usual. And now we're in that ride to Thanksgiving here in the States, with, of course, a follow-on stop to the Christmas holiday season and much shopping. Staying busy and meeting amazing people through this show and my day job has made this year seem like it flew by. But we all know time is continuous. It doesn't speed up nor slow down for any reason. Well, that is until all those sci-fi movies come come to reality and we can press a button and stop the clock and get something done that we really, really need done on time. If you were having a rough go of it as we hit this uh, holiday season, reach out to your circle. If they are not your answer, rethink who your circle is. Do not go it alone is the main thing we're trying to get across here. Have people available to chat with, to vent to, to be real with, and live to fight another day. Our next guest is passionate, straightforward, Christian business and results coach, and a graduate of the Benjamin Harvey Accelerated Coaching Course. By combining neuroscience, cognitive behavioral studies, and biblical insights, she helps people live a life they truly love. By helping them overcome guilt and shame, she unleashes potential and purpose that has been inside them all along. Driven by a higher calling, she has traveled the world to find what was always within her and has fostered many canine friends into their forever home while searching for her own. She can often be found on Sunday morning educating little ones at the children's ministry of her local church or outdoors training for the next triathlon. After hundreds of hours of coaching, she realized that what people really needed is practical help with growth whether it is helping them realize a dream or to start a business or in growing existing business in the online space. So without further ado, let's get Tessa Major on here. All right, welcome from New Zealand, Tessa Major. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. So how are you? Good. Thank you, Rich. How's your day going? Pretty good. Uh, thank you for taking some of your time to be on the Misfit Nation. Absolute pleasure. Just so glad that you're offering this platform to us. It's a, I like to let people get their stories out and have them give their abilities to help others. And I believe that you can help others that listen to the show with your, your coaching and mindset of, of techniques. Mm, yes, that's definitely what I'm hoping, especially in the crazy times we are currently living in to just bring a bit of inspiration and encouragement and, uh, crazy time is putting it uh i guess lightly <laughs> i know you guys are in your i think this is your fifth lockdown right now in new zealand or somewhere around we are, we're actually very blessed rich um, australia has had it pretty rough but our prime minister has been amazing so we actually did not have COVID for almost a full year um, wow. So we've only been in, in lockdown now for about a week now, just over a week, but it's been over a year that we've been in lockdown. So we are very, very blessed down here. And I can't imagine what it must be like over there for you guys. Uh, here I am. Our, our our governor was pretty lenient, I guess, like you're a prime minister. We didn't really lock down as much. And we kind of just uh, went with the status quo. You wore masks and such until mm. probably last May, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then everyone stopped wearing the masks. And now with the new resurgence, there's some fears, but still no mandates for masks here. So, so we'll oh, see wow. how that plays out going forward. Yeah. 
everybody has their own way of dealing with it. Hey, it's quite interesting. Yes, and all 50 states have a different way of doing it. So it's, it's funny to watch and sad to watch at the same time. Yes, that is something that must be very difficult to navigate where there's big countries like Australia just across the pond. They also have this, the provinces that each do their own thing. You guys have your states. And we, um, we're we relatively small. I mean, we're a nation of 5 million people. So it's it's a national mandate, which I think helps it be more streamlined and more effective. So, so I, I do count my blessings every day for being here. Uh, someday I'd, I'd like to visit there once uh, the travel restrictions are lifted. Yes, you, you definitely must. And once the borders open again, it's such a beautiful place. So so rugged and, and so much nature. But you have so many places around your area that I want to come visit. So we'll just we can do a house swap when whenever that's possible again. <laughs> definitely, definitely. We'll, we'll we'll film it and see how each other like each, each other's place. Yes, that'd be lovely. <laughs> so Tessa, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background from as far back as you want to go to where you are now and how you got started with what you do now. Oh, yes. I'd love to. Okay. Um, background story. I'm from the Netherlands and grew up in a entrepreneurial family where we always had restaurants and a wholesaling business. And my dad was an absolute workaholic. Um, so growing up at a young age, I saw possibilities, but I went into, you know, status quo, studying at university. Um, and then I got the opportunity to move to South Africa to do my internship for my university. And it just opened my eyes to, you know, different cultural background, but also to see that there was more to life than, you know, having great table service or being able to to be a general manager of a hotel. I really saw the need of people, of, of underprivileged communities. And I got um, the opportunity to actually set up youth camps for um, 300 youth at a time for a week long and expose them to things that they've never seen before. They've never seen the ocean. They've never been on a boat. We've been able to give them self-defense classes. And it just showed you what, you know, one person can actually do. And obviously there was a whole team, but I could actually offer them something that they've never experienced and, and, and expose them to to different possibilities that they didn't have to live life in an abject poverty that they could raise above. So that was for me, like the awakening point that I wanted to have an impact in life and I wanted to make a change, but you know, sometimes life just happens. So unfortunately I had to leave South Africa. I couldn't get a visa and I was stuck or I'd say stuck, but I found myself in the Netherlands again in, in a job that I wasn't impacting people. I was, I was doing insurance and I was um, back in hospitality and, and just how feel I was feeling so unfulfilled. And I know that a lot of people listening will relate to that because, I mean, there's a statistic at the moment in the U.S. that people um, that people are all considering, you know, is this what my life is about? There's got to be more to life. And there's people considering resigning and starting their own businesses, but I mean, I think we're all getting that awakening that I had back then, but I had to go to a point of, of almost being being depressed. I couldn't get out of bed. I was just emotionally absolutely finished. And that is what got me into coaching. So I enrolled in a coaching course to find my own answers to my questions like, what am I created for? What am I meant to be doing? Who am I meant to be helping? Um, and that gave me the answers that that were inside of me. And I honestly believe that, you know, we are our own best healers and we have all the things we need inside of us. So it was my own personal journey that led me to see that one coaching as a career that actually could make a living doing this and that 
by these mindset tools and by applying your mind and finding the answers, you can find so much more fulfillment than, you know, chasing the big dream and chasing the materialism um, of this world. So a very long story short, I, I had to go through a lot of just self-discovery and, and through a low point in my life to come out on this end. And now, you know, being able to offer that to other people to help them with clear on their purpose, help them overcome you know, the the obstacles that our mind throws at us. So, so I hope that answers your your question. Sorry for the long-winded answer. Well, that, that's a good answer right there. It's very uh, detailed and gives the audience a, a path of where you came from and the struggles you actually had before you're able to now help others. And mm-hmm. I've, I've seen a lot of people go through that. Uh, just coming out of the military, a lot of people hit the wall. Mm-hmm. They lose that purpose and they have yep. to understand that they are still worthwhile and they just need to find what color their parachute is at that time and try to yeah. figure out what they're going to do next in life. What's their adult job going to be for most of them? Those military, mm. a lot of people believe that's just a, it's just a big kid's job. It's a lot of fun. Most times, sometimes it's stressful, but a lot of times it's a lot of fun. And yeah, it's like being in a fraternity for 20 years, of, <laughs> you know, a lot of fun, but a lot of stress. But mm. then you got to find that new, a new light. And it's on every, in every uh, walk of life, you, like you found yourself not really happy doing the insurance side, but then you found a way to finally give back to others. Mm. Yeah. And I think what you're saying, you know, I think it's universal and, and the military has that in extremes because you all have one mission, you know, and your one objective is, is to stay alive and to complete the mission. And and after that, you're pretty much run by that. So after that, when you step out of that, it's that rediscovery, like, who am I? What am I purpose for? What am I, what am I created for? But it's not just people in the military that experience that. It's people that have been climbing the corporate ladder for years and years and years, and they come to the top to realize the ladder was leaning against the wrong building, you know, and there's this feeling of, what have I done? I've wasted my entire life. I'm, I'm not happy. I'm exhausted. I've maybe burned bridges with my family, and it's just you know, it's never too late. And I really want to encourage anybody hearing that because right now there might be people looking at um, losing their jobs for personal choices. They might be looking at losing their job of redundancies. Um, They might be looking at having that realization in lockdown that they realized, you know, what they were doing wasn't working for them and wasn't fulfilling them. But it's never too late. Like if there's still breath in your lungs, you haven't fulfilled your purpose yet. It is only when we when we blow out that last breath in our lungs that that our purpose is complete. So if if you're still on this earth, that means there's still a plan, there's still a purpose for your life, and and your only objective is is to discover that, to go within yourself and find the answers. Like, what am I passionate about? What are my talents? What are my God given gifts, and how can I use them for the greater good to serve others, and also in that same in that same way fulfilling me as well. So so what you're saying, Rich, is it's universal. Everybody struggles with those questions. Exactly. And uh, just today I was talking to a friend as he's about to travel to Europe for work. And uh, we were talking mm-hmm. about how people chase money, chase money, for, and they think mm-hmm. that equals happiness. But I told him you can flip that around. I think happiness equals wealth. Yeah. I don't think money mm-hmm. actually equals wealth. Whereas if I wake up every morning and I'm happy, that's wealth for me. And I'm that makes me get through the day. Mm-hmm. Money, will, money will come and go, but you always happiness is the thing that you need to strive to be. Yes, no, hundred percent agree. And you know, the thing is, we it's understandable that we all think that money may brings happiness because we've literally been brainwashed 
to believe that because as long as we keep chasing the dream, people can sell us those things, right? So when it comes to, you know, we always say happiness is an inside job, but you can't sell that. So that is why we just get brainwashed that we need material things to bring that happiness. But what you're saying, wealth is so much more than that. And even right now where we're at in life, I think people are realizing that true wealth i mean you know the saying health is wealth that is also a big part of it if we are healthy and i don't just mean physically healthy i mean um, mentally emotionally spiritually healthy we find more fulfillment than we could have ever found in our our chase for material uh, possessions and you know just right now what's going on it's a perfect example like we have wasted our health we have been stuffing ourselves with pre-cooked microwave meals or mcdonald's or kfc and i'm not having anything against it there's a balance in everything but we have taken it for granted for a very long time that that our bodies just do the thing but now that we need to bank on our immune system when it actually is more needed than ever we realize we neglected it and then we realize we're actually not as wealthy as we thought we can have all the money in the world but it can't instantly get you an amazing immune system and it can't um, change all the, you know, all the stress that you've put on your body and, and all the internal rust that it's going on. Those are processes that take reversal time. So I think this has just been an awakening for so many people, like you're saying, that wealth is more than the posi- the material positions that we have. Definitely. And, and I, I totally agree. That's why I said that today. And I was reading your website of your services and stuff and, I want you to explain what holistic transformation is. Mm. All right. <laughs> how long do we have? So holistic just means the whole picture, right? So if we want to look at living the absolute best life that we can, we can't just look at our career or we can't just look at our health and the ideal weight we want to have. We need to look at the whole picture. And the way I see it is like the wheel of life, right? Like there's all these chunks, there's career, there's relationships, spirituality, um, health, um, emotional fitness, all those things. So if you only focus on the one, that means your wheel is going to get bumpy because the one is going to be optimized and fully inflated, but then the other one is going to be deflated because you haven't put any attention to it. So that means your ride is going to be really bumpy, and that is what we want to try and avoid. So holistic transformation means we look at the whole picture. So we look at what are you currently doing in your health? What are you doing to, to optimize your body, to to activate your genes, to to um, have the functions that God created it to to be optimized for for a healthy lifestyle, right? And then we look at what are you doing spiritually to fulfill yourself? Do you have a um, personal relationship with God? I mean, for me, that's Jesus for you. That could be someone else, but how are you filling yourself spiritually? And then, okay, well, what are you doing mentally? How are you focusing on your personal development and your mind? Because that is the gateway that that actually brings us where we are to where we want to go. And then obviously the one that everyone is always stressed about is your financial health as well. So that is when it comes to holistic, we look at your physical, your mental, your spiritual, and your financial health and your wealth, what we mentioned earlier. So we can have uh, complete fulfillment in our lives and abundance in our lives the way that, that God wants it when we focus on all of them. I hope that explains it. 
Yes, it does. It's basically the mind, body, spirit, and of course the the health of your financial background at that point. As you bring that whole Venn diagram together, you kind yes, of exactly. create the holistic approach to the whole bot, the whole person. You you tackle yeah. the whole person and the whole dreams and everything at that point. Yeah, exactly. That's that's awesome. I hope everyone else understood it too. So I was able to understand it, so I hope everyone else can. <laughs> And it was only a couple of minutes. It wasn't that long. And they can always reach out. Like if they want more explanation, I, I can take hours to explain it to them one-on-one. I was just trying to give it a concise um, summary there. Okay. So how does one take control of like the, the thoughts in our head that tell us, hey, you can't do that. That's not what you're supposed to do. You, you have to do it the way everyone else does it. How do we get those negative thoughts out of our heads? Well, the first thing that I always mention is people need to understand that we have a brain, that we are not our brain. So we are our spirit, we are our mind, we are our emotions, but our brain is what comes with this natural body that is holding the spirit and the soul. Um, And this brain has one objective, and that's to keep us safe. So when we understand that we have a brain that sometimes throws up these limiting beliefs, this self-sabotage and procrastination because it is wanting to keep us safe. We can look at our actions and our the fight, the internal fight that goes on with more compassion because, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can relate. We are really good at beating ourselves up. Um, but it's also because we don't understand and we get angry at ourselves. Like I have this goal in life. I really want to get there. I want to lose that weight. I want to be successful in my career, but I keep self-sabotaging. And it just really helps to understand that we are not our brain, but we have one. Because when you understand that, we can make it work for us and not against us. So I know that doesn't quite... Um, answer your question so that is the one part of it and then ask your question again and i will just answer that but that is the one thing that people need to understand as a as a basic foundation and then your question how do we get the negative thoughts away from our heads yes okay thank you so so those are the so the roadblocks right that lead to these negative um emotions so our brain is kind of like divided into three parts we have the hind brain the mid brain and the forebrain And these limiting beliefs, this overthinking, these trapped emotions, they all come from different parts of the brain that are getting triggered because they feel unsafe. So how we get rid of them is realizing that they are a coping mechanism of the brain to keep us stuck in our comfort zone because it doesn't know for sure it can keep us safe outside of the comfort zone, where we want to go, where we want to grow to, where we want to evolve to. So how to get rid of them then is to understand that they are not real. So they are beliefs that we have accumulated based on previous experiences, things that other people have told us, um, the, the cultural background that we've grown up in. And when we understand that that might not be the absolute reality, What I mean by that is if you show two people an identical picture, they will both give a different meaning to that picture. And the meaning is is simply given by, you know, their background, their history, their, their previous experiences. So reality 
is not absolute. H have I lost you here? Does that make sense? No, you got me. I'm right here. I okay, understand. Awesome. So, so the things that you have seen as, as a soldier and being in the military will have completely shaped the reality the way you, you see it. And me not having been exposed to it, I might have a much um, what you would call maybe a too much of an optimistic view because I haven't been exposed to that. And that's going to determine what type of limiting beliefs we have. But by understanding that reality is whatever we make it, it gives us full control to then change those thoughts and a really powerful tool is to use the tabletop of beliefs. So what you simply do is you put your, your belief that, um, whatever you believe is you're not worthy or that you're not capable or that the world's a bad place. Um, you put that on the tabletop and you have these legs that support that belief. So there's things that you're gonna that you have witnessed, things that people have said, things that you've maybe read or experienced that create that belief. So the question then is, okay, could that is that belief absolutely true or is it possible? that there might be another truth. So what we're doing is we are making the table shake, right? We're taking away those beliefs because if they're not 100% true, our brain needs to get rid of them because our brain wants certainty. So then we can create new beliefs by now putting the opposite on that table. So the most positive, so I am worthy, I'm created um, a masterpiece and the world is conspiring for my greatness and it's not out to get me. And then you're going to put new legs under there. So what proof can I find that the world's actually a good place and that God created me for a purpose? Like um, I can read it in the Bible. I can listen to sermons. I can, um, I can read inspiring stories. I have seen in my life positive things have happened and worked out for my good. So then you are building a new belief. And that is how we can change old beliefs that we had and then turn them into more positive empowering beliefs and there is heaps and heaps of different tools but i find this one is always easy to understand and easy to do so i hope that's helpful that's helpful right there i think that's a pretty easy way to understand it for everyone that's listening again i was able to follow and i'm not the <laughs> smartest in this area so i would say everyone will be able to understand what you're saying awesome so i see uh, one of the questions to ask you is Tell us a bit about shadow values. I've never heard of shadow values. So what are those? So I don't know if, if you're a Christian, but for Christians, a lot of times we really struggle with having people see the, the not so pretty sides of us, right? And, and the things that we all have, but we don't like admitting to. Like, for example, my personal examples of my highest shadow values are the need for attention and the need for recognition. And when I was younger, I got really upset when people told me, oh, you love attention, don't you? I was like, no, I don't. But the more honestly I looked at it, the more I actually thought, yes, I do need it. And now as a coach, I understand it's that because I wasn't given any attention as a child from my parents, I then started craving that more than maybe you would or somebody next to me would. And we all have these cravings. So there's seven main shadow values. So some of these are the need for validation, the need for control, um, the need for attention, the need for belonging. And we all have them. They're all universal needs that we all have. And it's beautiful because it actually all connects us. However, we don't like them because we've been told it's either selfish 
or it's bad to want to feel uh, better than other people. So we try to hide them. And that's why we call them shadow values. But the problem is the more we hide them, the more control they get over us. So the more we, so for example, if your need is the need for control, right? The more you try to hide that fact, the more you crave control and the more you need it. But the opposite is also true. So for me, needing attention, the more honest I got about it and and the more I could actually tell my husband, listen, I need you to give me attention. Otherwise, I was just picking fights to get attention and I wasn't actually (laughs) using empowering ways of getting attention. But when I owned it, listen, I love attention and I want you to give it to me as much and as often as you can. Our relationship is so much better for it because one, I owned it. And two, because I get it now, because he knows I need it, I need less of it. So those are, in a nutshell, what shadow values are. And they have such a control over us because we struggle as a society to be unapologetically ourselves. We always try to hide these bad traits, as we call them, or these bad habits or whatever. When we would just truly embrace them, we literally become the best version of ourselves because we can use empowering actions like for me being the best coach that I can getting on as many stages as I can and sharing knowledge that will set people free will not only give them value but it will give me the attention and recognition as a coach so it's a win-win situation right so the more we embrace these shadow values the more we understand who we truly are we are no longer controlled by them but we can use them for good so those are what shadow values are, and they're really intriguing, and most people have never heard of it, but when they do hear this, so people are going to be like, oh, my God, that's me. I love attention. I love control. Yes. And exactly, right? And it just sets you free to know that you're not alone and that you can actually can embrace them and you can actually use them for the good of others too. So for me, that was so freeing and empowering to hear about those. And I, and I think that's very important now since uh, – just look at TikTok or Instagram. A lot of younger people, they thrive on the attention they get there. And that's their whole life is the attention. If they don't have mm-hmm. that attention, what's going to happen to them? Are they just going to fall to the wayside? Or are they going to just disappear and no one's going to like them? Or will they actually realize that there are people that like them without that? Yes. Yeah, what you're mentioning there, that's a very slippery slope, right? Because it's not a bad thing to to use a medium to get attention, definitely not. But are you using it to then also empower other people? And is it an empowering way to get what you need? Because it's not just that they're enjoying the attention, they're becoming addicted to it. Now more than ever, there's young adults or not even adults that have addiction problems they are addicted to the endorphins that are released when they get a like when they get a positive comment so then we no longer are in control of that shadow value right that is is determining how we feel so that's why i always talk about empowering versus disempowering actions so then the question is how can you in an empowered way, get attention that will fill your own needs, but also is for the greater good and it doesn't make you dependent on it. So social media is dangerous in that way because it is just like a bag of chips, right? Or just like Coca-Cola. 
they are all created in such a way that we always crave more of it. And we can't blame them. They are in there for a profit. So the more time we spend on social media, the more Coca-Cola we consume or the more chips we eat, the more profit they make. And we can't fault them for it. They're just very clever marketing machines. And But we get trapped in it. And that's what you're mentioning now. People live off of the attention and live off of the amount of likes and comments they get get so i would say personally using that platform to get your needs met is a disempowering way because you end up not being in control of it so i hope that that makes sense yes it does uh and uh when you do your coaching do you just do it one-on-one or do you give uh i guess uh classes to corporate corporations or small businesses it's on most of it's probably online now, but is how do you, uh, what's your platform? Yeah, so I started as a um, one-to-one coach with private sessions, um, but I want to impact more people, right? So the more I grow into my understanding about neuroscience and about biblical principles that help us lead um, successful lives, the more I want to share it. So that's why I go on podcast now to share this information why i um i'm now leaning towards corporate and speaking because then you can impact people on a larger scale i still love my one-to-one coaching but i'm also trying to create a platform where i can teach through courses where i can teach through um workshops more because you know we are all here to make a positive impact and even though i love one-to-one i think I'm called to have a bigger impact. So that's the the game plan long-term, definitely. Okay, that's outstanding. And how do people get in contact with you? So the same way you did. (laughs) So if you go to thevinedresser.com, and I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes, there is always a chat button on the right that they can click and they can get in direct contact with me, or they can just follow me. So at thevinedresser.nz, they can send me a DM or they can just reach out to me. My email address is there. So I'm always, you know, I believe in action. So if there's anybody listening to this podcast, like, yes, I want to transform my life into, you know, a better version of me. I want to create an impact in the world. Then I always challenge them to take action and reach out to me. Sure. I can put a freebie down and and you might have my freebie to help them discover their purpose. I'm more than happy to put that in there. But if you really want to change your life, you're going to have to take action because the difference between your dreams and your reality is the action you take. So I always just challenge them, find me, send me a message, see how we can work together so I can help you get there. So that's how they can get in contact with me. Awesome. I'll definitely have this in the show notes and it'll be on my post on all the show social media accounts as well. So all they have to do is click and like you said, the chat button is it's right there as soon as you open up the page. Mm-hmm. And then there's actually a form at the bottom as well for to fill out and get in correspondence with you. It's a very easy website. It's not a it's not like a Jumanji or a, some kind of <laughs> some kind of maze. It's pretty simple on this one. So Yes, we're trying to avoid the maze. A confused mind says no, I've always been told. Yeah. (laughs) They'll just go to another page and they'll start buying stuff on Amazon or something. Yes. No, shopping therapy is um, (laughs) something we need to try and avoid if we don't want to rake up the credit card bills. eh? (laughs) Exactly. If you want to keep that circle of holistic healing, holistic therapy correct, you're not going to push out that financial one right away. Yeah. No, 100% correct, Rich. (laughs) 
So if you can give just three tidbits of advice for someone to get on the positive life and positive mindset, what would that be? Um, three bits. Okay. So number one, I would say get clear on, on what it is you're passionate about. So, um, like I said, we'll put the discover his purpose freebie in there, um, because that is what drives you. And if you're not feeling fulfilled right now, it's because you are not incorporating your, your passion and, and your gifts and talents into what you do in a day-to-day life. So that is the number one, find what you're passionate about and, and go all in. If that means a career change or if that means volunteering at the soup kitchen after work, whatever that is, right? So number two is take 100% responsibility. And we are in a pandemic. And I don't mean the COVID. I mean the pandemic of blaming. We love to blame everybody else and their grandfather for what is happening in our lives rather than taking responsibility and saying, okay, maybe I created this mess. Maybe my perpetual you know uh, mindset or my perpetual negativity actually created this or maybe my 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 whining and fault finding is creating this issue i have with my husband you know we don't like to put the blame with ourselves but taking 100 responsibility gives us full control of our future where we become the creator of our destiny and not the manager of our circumstances so that is number two take 100 responsibility and then the last one is Guard the door of your mind. And more now more than ever, we are completely in a survival mode. We are gripped by fear because all we are feeding our mind is the fear frenzy that is going on on social media, that is going on on the news. We watch, we binge watch Netflix with more violence, with more issues. We, we just feed our minds constantly with all the negativity. And, you know, what comes in? goes out so if you put fear in fear is going to come out if you put discipline in if you put positivity in if you listen to inspiring podcasts if you start reading the word listening to sermons listening to to personal development podcasts like this that is what's going to come out so that is the third one so one get clear on your passion two take 100 responsibility and three guard the door of your mind those are my three awesome those are that's great tidbits right there and hopefully the audience takes heed to those and they're able to move forward uh, along with downloading their free workbook uh, from your page. They should be well on their way to a better mindset and a positive life. 100%. The action always makes a difference. Definitely. Uh, Tessa, thank you for taking some of your time today to be on the show and uh, have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much, Rich. And the same to you. Enjoy your evening and I hope we connect. That was awesome chatting with Tessa. Be sure to to visit her website and connect with her for some awesome coaching tips to help you get to where you want to go and grow. So you know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on The Misfit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that would bring the energy and have a great story, has an awesome business that they're growing and they want to come on the show, have them visit our website, themisfitnation.com. Reach out to us. And as always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are the Misfit.